Welcome to the Live Right Now podcast with author, speaker, and chef Wendell Fowler and me, the official ringer of the Fiber Bell, producer Alan. This is where food and faith come together in a recipe for mindful living as we talk about how we can live right now. Hey, good afternoon, buddy. Hey, Wendell, how's it going? You're sitting uh, in the sun there. I, I know. Well, welcome to uh, an outdoor edition of the Live Right Now podcast. Uh, <laughs> Wendell Fowler, the official ringer with the Fiber Bell. That's me, Alan. Alan. That's fine. And some guy with his chainsaw two blocks down. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you go outside. That's okay. It's worth it being out here because we're we're close to nature. We're close to source. It's, it's really great. And we're sitting here with some. Uh, well, first of all, how you been? I, I've been good. Yeah, been good. Yeah. Things, uh, things settling down for you guys here? Yeah. I, mean, you know, I know we've talked about the, the journey that you and Sandy have been on here a yep, little yep. bit. And yes, things are kind of getting back to normal, kind of pon- kind of processing all of the lessons that we were learning through the event that Sandy and I went through, and it's all good, you know, and, and, and that's the positive part of it. We're just taking good out of it only and, and, and expecting good in the future because uh, she'll never have cancer again, so that's just the way it is. No, we're doing great. Sitting here with my doggy on my lap, Yep. Yeah. It's, all of nature is running around out here. Yeah. Teddy gets a little weird when when we take we do the show here. So I'm gonna let him sit on my lap. Be the rules. So be it. <laughs> so yes, we're taking this in a slightly different direction today, but not really because you know we we talk about how you know the Live Right Now podcast is kind of a, it's a, it's it's like a recipe when you're when you're cooking stuff up. You know, you, you've got the food, Ooh. but then there's also you know the, the faith and the spirituality aspect mm-hmm. of this that we're talking about. We're going to talk a little less about the food today, a little bit more about the faith part, portion right. of it today. Right. And that's why you brought a couple of friends along. Oh yes, I did. You know, something just spoke to me not too long ago, and I thought, yes, this has got to be. And uh, I'm going to introduce them. This is. Sean, Sean Sullivan. I'm pointing to him, folks. Okay, yeah, I'm well, actually pointing to him. When we get the video portion, this will all make sense. <laughs> and then there's Tom Sean Clark, Sullivan. who's sitting directly across from me in the sun. Hello, he everybody. Loved, hello, everybody. Yeah. Say hello, Glad Sean. To be here. Everybody. Yeah, he's got a mouthful of popcorn. Uh, and then popcorn's we have, really good. The chainsaw just stopped, just in time for us to start. Yeah. Well, I make. I made a big bowl. We got a, a tray pine, oh, pineapple, watermelon, because it's August for goodness sake in Indiana. And then we have a big bowl of air pop popcorn mm-hmm. that I put extra virgin olive oil on, sprinkled with the wheat germ, and some Himalayan salt. And my God, it's mm. like crack. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I would. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's even better. That's what I hear. Even better. That's right. That's what I hear, right? <laughs> he's not letting you have any. I mean, he's like, he's keeping the bull out of your reach. <laughs> so, no, there'll be a lot that's of bull just, the next 32 minutes, I'm telling you. <laughs> a lot of bull. But we're sitting here just kind of chatting. Mm. And, you know, I told, I invited the guys over because I just, I don't know, I, I've gotten to know Jesus again for the first time. And, and, and it's not the Jesus that I grew up with. But in the meantime, after discarding the old Jesus and going crazy for many years, and I did that very well in the 60s and 70s, I, uh, I learned that there was another guy I got to know, and, and he was like, that. but in the meantime, I was listening to Buddha and, and all the teachings, and I thought, man, this sounds just like Jesus talking, except there's no guilt and shame and fear. <laughs> hey, I kind of like this. I grew up with people screaming at me every Sunday and telling me, you know, well, you, you grew up yeah. Pentecostal and Nazarene, actually. and Nazarene. Okay, I'm I come from a Presbyterian background, uh-huh. so we're a little, we're, more we're a little more a little more laid back. Yeah, much more, much more. <laughs> the, the the non-denominational denomination is is we I, I've been described to me at, yeah. at points in my life. Yeah. But oh, that's a good organization. Um, and I grew up Catholic. 
Ah, how about you, Tom? Genuflect when you say that. Yeah, you know, I still do. <laughs> As Sean, I also grew up Catholic. My mom was a uh, uh, very diehard Catholic growing yeah. up in a family of five children, her mother as well. So, yeah. um, yeah, I still, so and I still go sometimes. It's a beautiful going. service and community, yeah. so I still I go see Absolutely. my family. Well, I mean, there's, there's a, lot to be, yeah. a lot to be said about the ritual and symbolism. Mm. Um, as, you know, as far as you know, bringing your, your your faith back into focus, you know, having these things I mean, very much like I mean, we have in front of us you know, a table full of, of crystals and such. I mean, it, the, I I feel like the the symbolism and the ritual helps me focus Absolutely. again on on God and, and through that filter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, like it, Christians wear a cross. Yeah. yeah. You know, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We work things around our neck. Same thing. Just reminders of who we are and what we're following and the path that we're on. Yep. And to each his own. Absolutely. Well, to a to a certain yeah. extent. To a certain when, extent. When when the faith that you have becomes antagonistic towards others, mm-hmm. when when the message of Jesus of love one another is filtered out, and it's only the the books of rules. I mean, when mm-hmm. when you only focus on what the, the Jews would call the Torah, um, and, right. and, and it's all the legalistic aspect of things, you, you lose much of what Jesus has said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's true. You need to walk the talk. Absolutely. And I don't see that a lot today. I'd say that, I'd say that the four of us here have gotten to the point, and in, in, in we're all at different levels of, of our awakening, but realizing that organized religion has not really been the best thing for our society. Yeah. You know, every war that we can think of has been yeah. fought in the name of my God's better than yours, and I'm going to kill you because my God said it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I think largely, I that's, that. <laughs> largely that's because whatever religion that is has gotten away from the roots of that religion mm. exactly. and, and stopped listening to the true message. Yeah. Money and, and power get in the way. Yeah. And the, the dogma of whatever you've developed ends up interfering with the message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, And you could even say that, you know, the followers just over the centuries and you know the centuries and millennium even I've just kind of changed the message a little bit um, you know not to serve them or whatever but well yes I think um, it is Sean. don't you really honestly think that man manipulates but, but things even it's not the real message it's like they they're not following the true message right. and they've taken their own kind of thing and say oh this is what we Give do it now it's spin. they're like we're the they're, we're the new um, you know, neo, pres- whatever. Right. You know, and they're like, oh, we figured it out, and you know, we have it different than the, <laughs> than the way before. We got it figured out. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah, kind of right. like the the food portion. What we talk about is, you know, back in the ancient days, you know, we all grew our own food, and we had, yeah. you know, a, the the diet that was given to us by God. Exactly. It was just, you know, what we're able to grow oh, and what's accessible exactly. to us. Now we have all of these other things that are so mm-hmm. handy at our fingertips, yeah. and we go reaching for boxes and, you know, things off of the shelf. Yeah. Would Jesus and, eat a pop? Tart? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you would probably look at it and go, "What is this food? Is this abomination <laughs> of God?" <laughs> and maybe he was so vibe, high vibe, you know, when it affected him because he was just going to his body, but just transmute it into love instantly. <laughs> well, he prayed over it. He prayed over it. He prayed over and changed it, its frequency. Yeah, it changed its frequency. Well, I mean, being Jesus, he would, you know, since he could change water into wine, he would yeah. change pop tarts into, you know, yeah, whatever he wanted to. I yeah. mean, that's better than a pop tart. I, I, I would say Jesus was probably a veg- not a Bacon, vegetarian, but I think <laughs> Jesus was probably a plant-based eater. I mean, they, had oh, not, they didn't have much choice back in those yeah. days. Everything well, I mean, was different. I mean, you ate what was available yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have any health freaks down every street corner telling you not to eat this and not to eat that. Oh, wow. 
I made a career out of that for a while, didn't I? <laughs> Fresh grains and bread, they ate a lot of bread. Oh, and they made everything from scratch, and, and the oxygen was purer in the air, and the, and the water was cleaner, and everything was different yeah. back then, of course, and, but we're still living by rules made 2,000 years ago by men who yeah. hadn't walked our walk. Yeah. And if they were literate, they could actually spell everything in the ingredients list. That's Ooh. right, but that's <laughs> right. That looks like <coughs> jet fuel. Well, anyway, we've gotten off the topic. Yes, I would say Jesus ate a plant-based diet, yeah. and I think he would approve of us putting in our body the gift, the place where we invite Christ or any any spiritual entity that we believe in into this body, then we should show respect to source. And that just makes all kinds of sense, not just on Sunday. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's all provided for us. I mean, from, from the food to you know, the relationships that we, we have around us, and, and all of the things that are, are there to because those relationships are there to help keep us healthy as well. Exactly. Mm. Um, you know, not just you know in our body, but in our mind and our spirit. Because mm -hmm. if you isolate yourself, you're you know you have no relationships, and you don't have that interaction that is so important in being a healthy, functional human being. <laughs> I mean, that's what God intended us to be as well, and that's why we're sitting around this table today, mm -hmm. largely. I think exactly. that's why we're we're sharing the, the you know this message mm -hmm. of you know being mindful of what you have. I mean, just you know, I was just sitting here thinking about well, you know this this really is you know, a matter of mindfulness too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Tom, you haven't always felt this way back in. I think you said 2014 or 16 or something like that. You had a ah, the clouds parted and the angels sang, and you had you were been in the Catholic pew most of your life, as was Sandy, as was a lot of people I run into all the time who started one place and they end up being in another. Is there anything that happened to you that kind of did that? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, one of the things that really made me have this kind of awakening was I hit a rock bottom. I was going, just uh, recently broke up in a relationship. I was just learning how to lead in the professional world a little bit, so managing people. Mm -hmm, um, so mm -hmm. that was a big learning curve for me. And all these things seemed to be going against me at the time, and it was high stress. And so mm. I felt the world was against me mm. at that time. And I was like, what am I doing to, uh, to put myself in this situation? The victim. Yeah, so a lot of times I hear this, we change out of two things, either desperation or inspiration. Yes. And for me, it happened to come from a desperation where I felt like there's so much more to life. And so that's where I started my journey of seeking other solutions because I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be at that time. And I knew that life was so much more colorful and had so much more to offer. Um, so at this time, I was learning about stress management. So I'm in the corporate wellness, so helping companies their employees live healthier, better lives. And so one of those things was learning stress management programs mm. for them. So that's where I started learning about stress management. I started learning about spirituality. So as a, a youngster, I grew up in uh, the Catholic religion, uh, but halfway through high school, I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> As so many people do. Yeah. I'm guilty, guilty, Absolutely. I'm guilty too. And so I uh, eventually became, uh, 
aware that there was a difference between organized religion and spirituality. And I had threw all that out uh, going through my teens and then I didn't come back around it until I hit this rock bottom at what I was calling it for my life at that time. And so through this seeking, I started seeing that there were great benefits in uh, religion, spirituality, and started to try to decipher what were the things that were being taught based on fear and what were the Mm -hmm. teachings that Jesus really wanted to put out there that were based on love. And so I started to take some of those uh, teachings that I felt Jesus was really trying to portray in his messages Mm -hmm. and through his actions. So that was a big thing is what were his actions and Mm -hmm. not just the teachings that he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, So where he, it was that unconditional love. So maybe the people that were marginalized or ignored at the time, he was making a, a concerted effort to make sure that they knew that they were loved and that they were as important as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I started to take some of those teachings along with some other, uh, you know, science as well that were, you know, cutting edge and still are. How can we couple these great things without throwing the bad out with the good? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. through that uh, started my journey and really looking at where have we set up these walls between what I'm doing is right and what they're doing is wrong, kind of, and knowing that we're all in this together. And so it's Something we've forgotten. Yeah, so, and it's easy as we start to learn things is to say this is the right way and that is the wrong way. So Mm -hmm. really just building awareness through this process Um, really trying to embody this unconditional love and really trying to understand other people's points of views so that I can see that we all have wants mm-hmm. and needs and we're all trying to do the best that we can but sometimes we're leading through uh, we're having stress and fear lead those mm. so that's where I'm at today and just really starting to embody that excellent, <coughs> excellent. that's a wonderful path John mm. have you got a moment that something kind of clicked with you I've watched you go through evolution yeah. both, these guys, both these guys have been dear friends of my soul brothers yeah. for yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, several life, for lifetimes life, yeah. but currently in this lifetime yeah. and we have been learning and growing a lot over the last oh, I don't know probably three or four years absolutely know, maybe five years but um you know kind of you're talking about you either change and grow out of inspiration or desperation for me it was desperation also um and i think probably what happened to me a lot of people experience but i was in a job that was really regulated and regimented and all that kind of stuff and had to show up at a certain time, say the right thing, wear the right thing, <laughs> act the right way. You, you're playing a role. You're basically acting all day. A clone. Playing a thing um, and filling a, a role. And, you know, there's stre- there's the stress that goes along with that. And then there's also the, well, who am I then? You know, who's, you know, you're doing this, you're, you know, you're 
And where do I fit in you know, the puzzle? Playing this How role can I be myself and, you know, and I'm trying to be I? something for someone else? Yeah, you kind of, and people have that, you know, people kind of separate and compartmentalize Got their it. lives and say, okay, this is my work part, this is my friend part, this is my home part, this is my family part. And mm -hmm. There's no separation in between them. You sold your soul. Any of those parts, yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, store. so out of that <laughs> part, yeah, so out of that and, and out of, okay, how do, I had to, and this was maybe 10 years ago, um, I was in the military, I was active duty in the military. And um, it was just, okay, you know, I had to figure out, like, who am I? Like, who's the real person in here? Who's the soul? Because that person needed to live and, like, had to continue moving on. And the, the, the role that you're acting, the, that person, like, the, that role isn't important. It can fall away. Well, and it, all the while, they're telling you yeah. who <laughs> they want you to be. Yeah. And, and you have to figure out where you fit yeah. in the whole thing yeah. yeah so then you know it's like okay so what's the best exactly. you know god tells us um kind of who we are and you know i feel mm -hmm. like god flows through us and manifests himself in every person and um you know i kind of began my awa spiritual awakening that way i hadn't even really given it a whole lot of thought really <laughs> and but you know um that energy is ever present and ever loving mm -hmm. and ever is always reaching out for you so it's always present in you us ever since we're born is always present available there just for asking you know just that love is right there just for taking is that how did what do you describe as the christ consciousness i hear p people referring to this like a friend of mine adrian just the sweetest and wonderful girl she told me one day that she was so overtaken by the Christ consciousness that it actually she tumbled to the floor in, 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 in bliss. And I thought, wow, energy, you know, I mean, everything's energy, even God, I mean, even Jesus, come on, it's all energy, right? But what a beautiful thing. So what is this Christ consciousness that, I mean, I, is it just the, the embodiment, the, the actual living of, living and modeling Christ's behavior, not, not the twisted words that we're to follow? I mean, what do you guys think about that? Let's see. I'll go ahead yeah, and go hop ahead. in. Yeah. Oh, please, no, don't yeah. worry. About it. So, to me, so I'm not exactly for sure what well, that are means. We, are to be any of us, Tom? Honest, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and, so, and, and, and before you finish that thought, let me, let me just jump yeah. in and interject that for, you know, for anybody, it's always an ongoing, developing, yeah. learning process. I mean, yeah. What we think we know today may not be what we think oh, and know you know a year two oh years God, ten no. years yeah. at the end of our life um, it, this is how it's meant to be though yeah. I and mean, we we know what we know at the time that we are able to comprehend it and you know it, it may grow it may change and and it very well may stay the same too but God speaks to us in the way that we're able to understand in the moment right. and mm -hmm. and I, I think that's kind of you know what you're saying mm -hmm. now um and, and that may be a, a bit yeah. of the christ consciousness right. we're talking Ooh. to as well but uh, for, yeah. forgive me for interjecting no, but no absolutely. no i believe that's true yeah. I, think, I think i think the universe inches out exactly what we need at the time we need it and no more it's like don't give us too much than what they need just give it you know and i think mm. that's our angels that's our spirit guides yeah. that's everything yeah. that's got to work that's the whole machine worth the body of one that we are part yeah. of good good almighty <laughs> well, and, and nobody <laughs> knows us more intimately than god <laughs> absolutely yeah. so as you're saying i think learning is this natural part of uh mm -hmm this Christ consciousness is mm -hmm. being naturally curious yeah. mm -hmm. about what we don't know. Right. And so I, I think that this, to me, this Christ consciousness is starting to see that we have a lot more similarities 
between all of us than we originally maybe, you know, again, speaking for myself, that we thought were different. So mm. the Christ consciousness to me is that we're all one, mm -hmm. where a lot of times we can set up this barriers. And as Sean was hitting on a little bit, is trying to find our identity. And I think mm -hmm. on this planet Earth, finding our personal identity is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, but it can also be at the exact same time, something that is a boundary between us and something we perceive as something different. Mm. So this mm -hmm. Christ consciousness to me is transcending our own identity and seeing that we're all together. And so there's a concept that's called uh, non-dualism. It's a singular consciousness. So when we start to think mm -hmm. in terms on the opposite would be dualism. And so good, bad, light, dark, Mm -hmm. it, all these different things yeah. that counteract yin yang right. is yeah. when we take a side and say this is who I am right. at the exact same time we're saying this is who I'm not and so for Christ <laughs> I think yeah. is saying separation. it is all me and so when he has this unconditional love knowing that you are me that plan is me mm. that chair is me this mm -hmm. is all energy and it is all me so having a raised awareness and that consciousness and that unconditional love for everything around that's us beautiful. to me is what the christ yeah, consciousness that's, yeah that's christ beautiful yeah. tom that's beautiful and anybody tom. can have it at any time and you know it can come through practice reading books experience something right. different experience how do you have. disattach yourself from the world, you know, because you know how hard it is to keep yourself in the flow. It is so hard mm. to stay in the flow. I, I love it. In I'm the in a world where I get to write and stay in my office and kind of like limit my exposures. And and uh, but the, and when you're in the business world and you're a corporate world and you're out there hustling and making oh, money, yeah. it's, it's, it, it, there's very little time for you to go inward. You know, mm. and you're always going outward for the guy, for the man, and that's the thing I I have uh, the hardest time with just just attaching myself from this. The craziness of the world not being affected by what I see on TV, the mm. negativity, the hate, the man beating his dog down the street, or the man walking his dog on a hot pavement, not, and totally oblivious of non-empathy. I mean, the lack of yeah. empathy in our culture right now is just heartbreaking. But then I realize there's that deep, dark, dark evil. Yeah. But there's yeah. also 10 times as much good, and I realize that. So it's just, I have a hard time dealing with evil people. I can yeah. understand how people can think a certain way. Like, how can you be so freaking evil? Yeah. How can you even think that way about, you know, these kids without their children, their parents uh, having their kids ripped away from them, you know, this kind of mentality. It's not what, what Jesus would do, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I'm getting yeah. a, little, a little evangelical. But I think we've all had a shift. Yeah, do you no, take that's it, heavy. That's heavy. Do you and think it, it takes something in your life to shift you away from this, something grand and momentous that you've never done before. I know personally when I, I did ayahuasca uh, many times and I, I tell you after I did, I'm, I, everybody at this table has except one person, we're not going to implicate anybody, but, but we've all had moments where we've done something that's taken us to another place which opened us up and took us inward to parts of us that we've never experienced. Because if they do say the universe is us, the knowledge of everything is in us, our cells are like antenna to the Akashic, and every spirit guide there possibly be, then we have access to all that data. And I do believe that, that when I 
those journeys I took on ayahuasca cracked me when I put up like a coconut. Mm. <laughs> and I, you know, it just crap fell away from me and the, the, the bullshit of life. And then what is really, truly important is what floated to the yeah. top. And I'm skimming off and living off that now, you know. Yeah, but you have to be open to all, you know, yeah. all of the possibilities. Exactly. I mean, when, it takes when, a when you go through that, that journey, you know, you're saying, show me, you know, show me what you can show me. Um, when you're not on that journey, you have to be more, uh, and we use this word a lot, mindful of what's going on around you. What's you know, what is in that moment that you can be open to. You have to be open to all the possibilities and all the things that you're being bombarded with that you're not aware of on most you know days. If if you're yeah. not mm. intentional yeah. about how you approach things, and, and I, you know, I think you know, going through this life, you know whether you're working for the man or you're out you know hiking in the woods or you know doing whatever it is you, you you do it's not what you do that is as important as how you do it and why you do it mm -hmm. mm. yeah with what intention yeah it's it is it's your intention everything is the right and, and, the and right then, feeling and then how you express that intention as well mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it is it is it is. Yeah, and I think, you know, both, both of you guys were just hitting on the fact that it's easy to be swept away from life in these events. And, mm -hmm. and, not, and so being intentional and, and Wendell, you were saying, mm -hmm. how do you go through your life mm -hmm. and make sure if it's the corporate world or whatever environment and not let that just take you away. Oh, it does. That's yeah. why we're it, all so disconnected. Yeah, so I, I think it is very important that we're clear on what it is the life that we want to live mm. the person we want to be and mm -hmm. how we want to mm -hmm. contribute and then alan as you were saying is why are those what are the reasons that why and i think that's the fuel for us you know mm -hmm. to to you know move into this mm -hmm. inspired action mm -hmm. to to be and live and have the things that we want to live mm -hmm. and so one of these uh in uh personal development uh teachings I was coming across. His name was Jim Rohn. He w was always saying, stand guard at the door of your mind, because we know that the environment plays on our genes at, oh. at the you know cellular level, mm -hmm. and that can come out in maybe disease form or uh, different ways if we're not, you know, mm -hmm. careful. Mm -hmm. So structuring our days, you know, being intentional, so setting time you know, from mental, physical, spiritual mm. in our day. Have to. And then especially, you know, morning time is a great time to do that. Oh, the that. best. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, so, the, the, the morning ritual. So, yeah, yeah totally so we were day, talking yeah. about it at the beginning. Is rituals are very important. And through science now, we know that the subconscious mind is like this program that are going. But a lot of times people aren't aware that we're running off these certain programs. 95% of our thoughts come out of that, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh -huh. You're uh -huh. right on. So how can we be intentional of what those programs mm -hmm. are? Mm -hmm. How can we set those up in our daily lives? Because habits mm -hmm. is one of the best way to change those programs. Mm -hmm. Set time each day to do those right. and then live through inspired action. Mm -hmm. So I think it's being sure. intentional having rituals yeah. deprogramming it, a little bit if you know and that self-reflection what is it that we want to you know the person we want to mm -hmm. be the life we want to live well, is what, very important let me ask True you this Tom. what is the biggest thing that you do to to put yourself in that place yeah there, there's two things or a, couple, a lot of things in my morning ritual that do 
the the first one meditation so be in that what that does is it helps me and many other people uh, have this space in between us and our thoughts in our environment so we're no longer reacting to our environment and the things but we're able to respond so it's a very empowering uh, technique and practice to have allow us to respond instead of react mm -hmm. because as we were saying our environment whether we're aware of it or not will have us thinking and acting in certain ways so meditation for that uh, purpose mm -hmm. of putting that space in between us so we can respond instead of react. Wow. Another one, one. is uh, finding things to be grateful for <laughs> and what that does is studies that shows is it raises our energy and our vibration to, to bring these certain things into our lives so finding things to be grateful for mm -hmm. and that for me it, it shows me that I'm already whole and complete and I'm not having to strive to do other things sure and sure. then uh, moving my body so right away <laughs> so getting the body going um, and then I, I do a vision board. So sending the subconscious mind is showing it through pictures and that's a great that way for it. goes back to the attention. Attention, mm. yeah. And so it's showing my mind what it is that I want in my life to see. Um, so those are a couple things. You're and then I do a thing called, yeah, I, I am. It. So it's, you know, filling the, and this is a, mm -hmm. uh, so Jesus was saying, is the weak person I am strong so you're reprogramming this subconscious mind that yes. runs on these programs so how, how do I get myself in a state of gratitude and bliss and these emotions how do I move my body and then how do I uh, practice creating space so I can respond instead of react mm, to the uh, environment that's perfect you no know, it's very much like you know when Jesus you know mm. asked his disciples who do they say that I am? Which is, you know, we all go through this. You know, what does the what is the world telling me? Who am I? What you know, what is my role in this world? But then, the more important part of that is he asked them. Remember, who do you say I am? Well, who do you say you are? Uh -huh. And you're you're setting that intention of who you will be. You know, what what role will you play? What attitude will you have? Will you be positive? Will you be negative? Will you be light? Will you be darkness? And what will you be in this world? Um, and, and we all have to ask those things. I mean, I think at that at that moment, Christ was asking himself, you know, really, who you know, who am I? Who do you think I am? Um, but you know, he was also asking you know his disciples. You know, we won't get into that theology. But um, I, I think you know that's that's something that we all have to again set intention to be mindful of. Um, Sean, how about you? What, well, what and I think that that's a good you know, way to start talking about, you know, who Jesus was as a person, just as a man, you know, um, and, <laughs> um, and, you know, we talk about getting caught up in the world and kind of trying to separate yourself from, had a little war remote um, Behind the scenes thing, the dog just jumped off of Wendell's lap and ripped his microphone ripped right microphone off of right <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, but that he was, um, he put energy out into the world instead of um, reacting to it and responding to it. And, you know, we can talk about the way that he was just as a person was that he wasn't afraid. 
that he wasn't afraid of um, going up against the Roman soldiers. A bunch of Roman soldiers come up. Which one of you is Jesus? He said, I am. He said it, and they stepped back. That's what it says. They stepped back. You know, so that's how much power he had, just as a as a spiritual being. And um, you know, I feel like that energy that we can all encapsulate, we can all well, um, and radiate, channel and radiate this Christ yes. consciousness. And you know, you can allow things to happen and not a, not be affected by them. And radiate the consciousness and energy and and basically world that you want just by by thinking about it asking mm -hmm. what does your highest self and what does highest consciousness want to be present in the world and that image and that vision allow to flow through you um that's being a child of god being a son of god embodying the christ consciousness um yeah, so in a deep like that, but and then, you know, in the same way that he would heal people was that um, in, in the healer's mind, in the Christ consciousness mind, is that everybody has the potential to be Christ and to hold that frequency. And so by embodying that and just feeling it, just knowing that by being present around um, the loving energy, they, people could feel that. And, you know, they get lifted up by it and it removes sure. their fear, scares their demons. That's why he wasn't afraid of the demons. He could chase away demons. And if you're ever afraid, you can say Jesus or Archangel Michael, and then a strong force will come to protect you. His demons made their, or his, his beauty made yeah. the demons, their demons He was so not afraid of them. He loved them. He loved them. He loved them. And that's what scared them. Oh, yeah. They're not used to that. Because they'll be transformed by love and take away their demon, take Absolutely. away their addiction. Uh, love, love conquers all. Absolutely. So, I'll I'll ask you the same question I asked Tom. What what do you do to help tune yourself in? Uh, um, the the mo the best thing I do is pray. Really, is is to ask, it's to ask questions and pray. You're talking to your angels. It's yeah. Kind of like you're talking. Yeah. To I'll. Um, you're talking to what's really there. Yeah. Doing some visualizations too. You know, I'll kind of visual like and just in my whole body, I'll I'll have this radiant sun, just a sunlight just bursting out and that it's intelligent and that that's God and that's the way that God can express himself through me. And what do you want me to do today? You know, ask questions like that and, I'll, and I, I can take comfort in saying, all right, I can trust that. I'll listen to that. Um, um, so that and then just personally for myself, um, also yoga, yoga asana specifically for, um, you know, aligning your body and all those energies kind of helps you open up. I also drum, so doing hand drumming rhythm um, a lot balances your left and right hemispheres, um, which you know we say for like a singular consciousness, your left and right hemispheres have to mm -hmm. be synchronized. Mm -hmm. I drum, and uh, you do a good job. I heard you do that one night. I heard you drum so. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. you guys meet once a week or something? Yep, yep. Every Sunday on the canal, St. Clair and Senate, you hear that, six p.m. <laughs> you want to have your open all, bring your drums. Yes, sir. Where is it? Um, St. Clair and Senate on the canal. In Indianapolis. In for Indianapolis. Those, for those who are not in Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. They're everywhere. And all over the country. Yeah, and those, that, that's, a that's a traditional um, thing to do is to drum. And um, 
and and we dance too. And I we, I was talking to Tom and some other people about this earlier. Is you know when we sing and dance and we're happy and you're making music and you're dancing, and then it makes God happy. You know, and <laughs> when you're doing all that kind of stuff, it's a way to connect. Oh, it's it's such a good way to connect because it's make a it's joyful a, yeah, noise it takes away your the Lord. And, and, and David danced, and everybody can do it. You know. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel I feel like those are great ways to be free, and uh, like anything that you can do, just you know, you're sitting in your car and Kroger, you know, it's, you're getting stressed out. Oh God, please help me! People do it like that, or you know, you can pause for a moment, take some breaths. Breaths are important, yeah. Dear Divine Father, please guide me through the rest of this day. Well, just reaching outside of yourself either. and trusting that it's not just you who has to deal with this, but you can you can reach out. Right. To, uh, you know, to to the all that is and, mm-hmm. and, and get a little help that way. Yeah. Supported, absolutely, Alan. Change wow. our belief, change our belief, change our thoughts, change the way we feel, the way we feel will radiate and affect the environment around us. Uh, and then changes change, the way that you react to whatever circumstance is presented to you. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, the outcome of whatever happens to you is only partly due to what does actually happen to you. Your response to that action is what truly determines the outcome of, of any encounter that you would have. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that's a good conversation, yeah. guys. And you know, um, I mean, we're kind of practicing it now. I, we've all, we, I think we've all been in men's circles together and stuff, and where you'll pause and allow the person a moment to kind of mm, process and everything, and everybody listens, and um, that's such a powerful exercise because I. Because um, and that's what we're doing now. That's what we're practicing now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think that's a great way to bring in presence too, because it allows you to really cha- bring forth. Um, you know, how do you determine what's a channeled message from God and your angels, or what's just something that you're thinking? What's a, you know how right. you can tell the difference? Right. Well, the difference is you feel really good about one, and it gives you a lot of energy and excitement. And the other one is oh, you're not too sure about. It's it might bring your ego, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think yeah, about that sometimes. I think sometimes when your thoughts can also be messages from angels, you just got to discern. You can tell when it's a really crappy thought, and you shouldn't be following it. Yeah. I mean, come on, we have the ability to discern. Our brain shows us every possible outcome in every possible scenario. You know, so people program. say, "Oh, I thought this." Well, of course you did, because it's a possible thing that could have happened. Yeah. We have so much knowledge in us that we can tap into that 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 serves us at that time to make that evaluation because that's what happens and we tap in your body instantly taps into the the knowledge that is god Mm. the body of god and an infinite knowledge that we have and and we can tap into it i really believe anytime we want and that's when it happens well it it. it leads you to love not fear yes fear keeps people in the pews (laughs) (laughs) and and yet what that 10 percent coming in every saturday what is the most repeated message in the bible do you know? I would like to think it's love one another, but I think our boat sailed. <laughs> love one another. Fear not. Fear not. Fear be not. Be not afraid. Fear not. I mean, it's, it, those are the, it's the most repeated yeah. sentiment of Jesus in all of but the Gospels. Yeah. So hard, Alan, when we I, live yeah. in a culture of fear that's and induced that's by our leadership. Well, and that's yeah. proof that the devil exists because that's yeah. the devil's strongest weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that's what they're using, you know, is... Um, you know, there's a lot of really smart, intelligent, strong people that have great ideas, but they're just afraid. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, even there's people that are really spiritual or people that think that they're too far out there. But there's actually a lot of them, you know. Well, it's, and, it's and hard if they were just, that. you know. It's hard speaking your truth sometimes because, yeah. I mean, I get, I get cut off of the knees at a hardcore, by a hardcore Baptist. 
or, or someone who's still strictly in the in the gospel, I've had I've been attacked mm. because of what I believe is not what they believe, and that's the part that really hurts me. Well, I mean, let me clarify that because I think we're strictly in the gospel too, but not. But, in the but we're reading what the intent of the gospel is. What is what is the true message? The, the message is love, accept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kindness. They didn't want anybody for, to forget that they had learned that lesson yeah. and mm -hmm. achieved that sort of state of peace. And okay, we got to make sure everybody else knows to be nice to each other because they didn't think that it was important. You no, know, they didn't. Time, you no. know, people evolve out of their primal animal sort of instinct, which is to preserve and take what you want. It's amazing, though. We we interpret things as we wish. Mm. I think, however, it suits us. But I like the fact that we're all on a journey. I like. Your story is fascinating, Tom. I'm, I think it'd be fun to talk about that more at length. And you've been on certainly an interesting journey, and I know Ooh. Alan is. We're all kind of at the point where, well, and we're all still on a journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and it's exciting. And at least we've, at least we've opened ourselves up to the journey. There's some people that I know who are just stuck where they are, and that's okay. They very fear, they feel very comfortable in that little cubicle they've been getting, and they don't like stepping outside that. Well, do you think that partly that is because they feel like they're on the journey alone? I think well, when so. they're sitting in a pew in front of a church, in a church where it's 300 people, and, and I find you know you can still feel alone. Right? Alone in the crowd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was an interesting study, and maybe I can uh, share that with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, but there was a study done in 1980, and again in 2010. And the study asked. Americans in a time of crisis, how many people can you reach out to? And in 1980, the average was five. In 2010, that same question, the answer was zero. Mm. So we're no, we wow. know even with technology and everything, we're becoming more disconnected. Yes. And as Alan mm -hmm. was hitting at the beginning, is that connectivity is a big part of our overall well-being sure and how uh, important yeah. that is. And then as you guys were talking about fear as well, um, and that fear can come from so many different things, but science is showing when we're in stress and fear, we're not able to use these parts of our brain and mind that allow us mm -hmm. to transcend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's can, our, that's to get into the yeah. creative you know, yeah. side. Yeah. And so uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we're in these really base level of survival. And so I think it's very important how do we help one another lower the, that volume of stress mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then increase that volume and of raise, creativity raise their vibe. and love <laughs> that comes along with it. And so I think, you know, yeah, that fear is, uh, as Wendell, you were saying, it's so common. It's a weapon. So, yeah, but how, how can we help each other and I think uh, a big part of that is understanding other points of views. And because, uh, uh, Wendell, again, I think you were saying it, is people become so comfortable in that cubicle they've been giving, mm -hmm. and then we become fearful of the unknown. And so how can we be comfortable enough in our own selves to cross that bridge into someone else's world exactly. to see where they're coming from? Right and then break down those walls of fear yeah. and let love rise up. Yeah. And I think as a that collective right there is whole, what, that's the most important we're going, thing. We're going through it 
we're just going through these rough patches yeah. of fear and we're seeing it played out in different ways politics just, or whatever it's coming at us relentlessly but, like a but fire being that optimist love is coming as well yeah, so yeah so well, and you know as as we kind of talked about it at the <laughs> beginning as well I mean, one of the most important things you can do is get together with other people. Yes, particularly find your, find people your who tribe. Don't, don't, well, yes, yes, with your tribe, but then also with people who don't believe the same way as you. Mm -hmm. That's how you reach that understanding. That's how yeah, you bridge you that you. gap. You're right. Um, but that, that's also how you help you know, raise the overall vibration mm -hmm. of not just your interaction, right. but you know the other person. They help raise yours as well, mm -hmm. even if they challenge you. Um, and at as we are all raising our own frequencies, you know, as, as we're coming to a higher consciousness and able to better understand each other, mm -hmm. uh, then it spreads from this spot to mm -hmm. you know, where you go and where they go, it spreads. Mm -hmm. And that's what we, we, we really need yeah. in this, this world right now is right. To, to help bring us all together, not spread ourselves yeah. apart. Well, and the we'll way to do that is to bring ourselves light. together. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Having those platforms for those, those conversations to exist. And, and then I think what's also important is education on effective communication. Because mm -hmm. we know at relationships, the core trust in communication. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that's the key is the communication. You have to not just offer your communication to them and expect them to just listen and accept. You have to be able to receive it as well. Uh, and that's that openness once again, yeah. that being in the moment, being mindful of the entire encounter. And you know, if you go in one-sided, you're not going to, to raise that frequency. Um, so we all have to be a little bit more conscious, a little bit more mindful of what's going on you know, around us in our interactions um, and, and bring that Christ consciousness you know, all, all together. You know, find yourself in conversations just like we're having right now, um, you know, take this you know, out into the world, do it you know, with everybody you can possibly interact with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the person ringing up your groceries at the grocery store, the person standing oh, yeah. you know, in line with you going into, you know, in, into the concert, you know, just be the light in the darkness that we've yeah. been asked to be. They feel it, mm -hmm. whether they know, yeah, they, they may it. not know what it is, but they feel it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, when you do that, you know, you add that element of love, of you know, sh showing your faith in the world, um, and you add that to the recipe of you know, what we have in this world, what you have to offer, to, what you have to, to give to, to all of this. I mean, you maybe sit down around a table and, and break bread with, with others. Whether you agree with them, whether you don't, just be, be with people yeah. and help raise that consciousness and we can bring the food together we can bring the faith together we can bring the spirituality together preach and when we are able to do that we we bring love into this world mm -hmm. because we've found the way to be conscious be mindful and so we can live right now very well said <laughs> we sincerely hope you like what you heard and you'll look for us on itunes and stitcher maybe even leave a comment for us and join us next time as we talk about ways that you can live right now.